Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 343. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to have with me here today our guest of the week, Kim Addis. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm really really excited to be talking to you today. Yeah, excited to have you here. So guys, we are going to be digging into some awesome mindset work today with Kim. She's the president and the founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, where she helps high performers to really connect what they do and how they think with the results that they're getting in their organization and how that trickles down to the actual growth and success of their firm. So she is an author, a speaker, an entrepreneur, a coach, and a mother of five. So she gets what you guys are all going through with the balancing family and the business. And she's been recognized as one of North America's foremost experts on performance through thought mastery. Using her unique philosophy and quirky coaching style, Kim helps her clients shift their thinking in order to yield extraordinary results and personal transformation. So Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I am sure there is something you can do to touch every single person listening here today. So I'm excited to have you on. Um, what are some of the biggest uh, transformations that um, you feel most entrepreneurs out there today need to go through in their thinking in order to get to the next level? What are some of the big themes that you're seeing out there right now? So I think the, the the biggest, the most important one, especially for entrepreneurs, is that entrepreneurs are very, very engaged in their business in the doing of their business, right? They do everything. They wear all the hats and they wake up in the morning and they think, what do I need to do today? And sometimes they don't stop till, you know, right before bed and it's do, 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 action, 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 which is what really characterizes entrepreneurs. They do, right? They, they have that initiative and they do take action. And what I want to encourage entrepreneurs to do is actually take a break from the doing and ask themselves a very important question. How am I thinking about this? And usually, especially when there's a problem or a place where they feel stuck or frustrated or where they can't seem to get to that next level, what I encourage entrepreneurs to do is to kind of take a step back and say, how am I thinking about this problem? And how is my thinking causing that bottleneck? So that's a huge shift in terms of being able to help people make major transformation is moving from the doing to really examining the thought process that drives the doing. So look at your thinking before you look at your doing. I love that. And and I completely agree. I think, you know, we're so we're so caught up in the motion that a lot of times we're not taking the time to step back and think strategically. And, you know, so you said how take a step back and think about how am I thinking about this problem. What are some of the biggest areas, Kim, where you feel like maybe our thinking is flawed because we haven't transitioned from the doer to the strategist in our own businesses? Like where do you see this come up a lot and, and what types of problem solving? Well, normally we have a set of beliefs and whatever those beliefs are, they may be different for me and you, but typically our beliefs are the number one uh, cause of bottlenecks. That's it. And so where do our beliefs get in our way? Well, let's say we want to grow our businesses. We say, well, we can't. Why? We have no money. We have no resources. We have no people. We have no skills. And those are all beliefs. And you might say, but it's true. We don't have these things. Along with that, 
concept is the underlying belief that I can't have access to those things or accessing those things will be very expensive and they're beyond my abilities. And so what we want to do is always challenge those beliefs. What you believe to be true really drives your action. So if you believe you have no money and you can't access resources, you never take action in that direction. You try something altogether different and and what you've done effectively is limit your capacity or the resources that are available to you just because you believe that they're not available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, let me tell you a very, very quick story. I, I'm, I'm what you would call a serial entrepreneur. And years ago I started a business and I had absolutely no resources and, and I needed a space, right? And I found a space in a mall. And I remember at the time my husband said, you know, like, who's going to give you that space? Like, it's going to be a fortune. And I found uh, in the mall, there was like a charitable donations kind of department. And I approached them, I wrote a proposal, and I told them my concept, and they gave me the space for four hours every day, five days a week. Like, you don't know what's out there. You yeah. just don't. You it's, don't know what's out there. It, that is such a good example. I love that. So let's kind of give people almost like an exercise that they can do to even uncover maybe where their their thinking is flawed just based on, like you said, like old beliefs or even like subconsciously just making assumptions without actually exploring what's yep. possible. Like, can you walk us through how people can uncover Yep. Where or how they're doing this or why they're doing this yes. so that they can okay. move forward. Yep. So I'm going to, is it okay? I'm going to give them uh, a journaling assignment and yes. kind of let me step back. When I work with my clients, I ask them to journal every single day, like every day. And when they journal, their journal comes back to me or one of my coaches and we read and respond to the journal. So that's happening every day. Why? So we could see how people think and we could see their pattern of thought. Right? Because you think the same way generally over time. It may show up in different circumstances, but it's, it's essentially the same. And so here's the journaling assignment. Everybody grab a piece of paper and a pen. So I'm going to give you three questions. Question number one is, what do I really, really want more than anything? And you can apply it to your business or to your personal life. Why do I have two reallys? Because it's not what the world wants for you. It's not what's expected of you. It's not what your parents or your family members thought you would always do. So you just followed that path. It's what do you really, really, truly, deeply want. Question number two, why do I want it? Like, wh why is that important to me? What will having that do for me in my life? And question number three, what's stopping me from having it now? So question number three starts to tap into those beliefs. And you want to write the whole entire list of all the things that are stopping you. Could be money, could be experience, could be education, could be uh, the place you live, could be that you have no car, could be whatever it is, whatever it is, write down all the reasons. And then you want to ask if those reasons are actually true. So that exercise is a starting point. Now, one of the things that I do is I look at those that those three answers, and that's a good starting point for coaching. 
That is a great starting point for coaching. I absolutely love that. Okay. All right. So you're basically calling yourself out on your own BS, right? And you're like kind of uncovering the stories that you're telling yourself. And then what? So so now you do this journal. You figure out you've kind of been telling yourself this story. Um, you, you ask yourself if those things are really true. And then you're like, well, no, they're not really true. Um, and then wh- what's the best method, Kim, from there of actually starting to like kind of rewrite your – your mantra, the story, the, the, the constant conversation in your head so that you can actually start moving. Well, again, one of the ways is we want to identify the thinking that's interfering with your performance. Once we bring that to the surface and we start challenging it, we say, well, what is really true? What is really true? And we start re- replacing those, uh, let's call them limiting beliefs. Let's call them blocking beliefs with something healthier, something more empowering, something that drives you forward. And the other thing that we want to do is we want to help people really focus on what they want instead of all the reasons why they can't have what they want, right? When you focus on what you want, your likelihood of finding the opportunities that are a match is significantly higher. Mm-hmm. So so it's, you know, number one is we want to break down the thinking that causes a blockage. Number two is we want to replace that thinking with something that says, okay, if any opportunity were available to me, if anything were available to me, what would I be looking for? Because when you know what you're looking for, you're more likely to find it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. And and what are some things, Kim, you know, in, in terms of, you know, because I know you're working with really high performers, right? These people are already achieving a lot. They're moving yep. fast. They're they're in motion. They're they're achieving results. But, you know, you're helping them take their thinking and, and take their performance overall to the next level. What are some of the areas that high performers like tend to get caught in that are maybe different than like, you know, obviously the entrepreneur is, is typically the high achiever in and of itself. And then, you know, obviously you're talking about peak performers within that group. Like what are some challenges in thinking that are maybe unique to that population that our audience is going to be like, yep, that's me, you know, and here's (laughs) what you recommend doing about it. Okay. So the, I mean, the people I work with typically have four things in common. Number one is that they have big goals that they want to achieve. Number two is that they're usually very good people who want to make a positive difference in the world and want to leave the world better than when they got here. Number three is that they are the kinds of people who like what life has to offer. Nice cars, they want to travel to nice places, they want to be in great shape, they like great food, they want to live in a nice house, they want to drive revenue, like they like, I call them big livers, they like Mm -hmm. the best that life has to offer. And number four, and here's really how I answer the question, they are highly frustrated individuals who feel like the world doesn't get them. Nobody moves as fast, nobody understands the problems the way they do, nobody puts in as much effort, and they clash with the world. And they clash in two ways, they clash externally, right? They have friction with others because others don't get them and they have friction internally. And the friction internally goes like this. I should be further ahead than I am now. What is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Right? I should be thinner. I should be more wealthy. I'm working my butt off and look at my bank account. And even those super high performers, even those super high performers are not necessarily great at accumulating wealth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even those super high performers look at their cash flow and say, I don't know how I'm going to survive beyond two or three months. Right. right. I'm stressed. Yeah. They carry a great deal of stress. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that perfectly describes the high performer and and everything that they experience. And and what I see in the in the high performing entrepreneurs that uh, fit exactly everything that you just described is that many times they have a really hard time delegating effectively and getting results through others. Um, yes. Probably a lot of because of what you just described. So let's transition and talk a little bit about that because one of the things that also holds those individuals back from wealth accumulation is that they don't have a team of people producing profit for them and and a, a company that's running like a well-oiled machine because of some of those mental things that are going on preventing them from really building a successful team around them. So get us started in that direction a little bit, Kim. Well, so you're the you're the owner of your business. You know every single nook and cranny of your business and now it's time to hand it over to someone else, your baby. That's a tough thing to do. So there are control issues at play. There are trust issues at play. There's the feeling, well, nobody could do it as well as I can at play. There's the feeling of, well, if I'm going to hire someone who's really capable, they're going to command a very high salary and I can't afford that. And so there's all kinds of reasons why it's hard for them to let go. It's There's all kinds of reasons why it's difficult for them to mobilize their team as well. Why? Because they're still doing everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you cannot grow a business if you are the one doing everything. It's impossible. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's 100 percent. And I have this conversation daily. So let's talk a little bit then, Kim, about um, beginning the process of building trust and, and becoming a true leader in your business and and why it's so essential for high performers to think differently about their role in their business and the way that they're managing and setting expectations and supporting their team members for success, because that's, you know, a huge part of this, right? Well, part A is how do you recruit people? How do you enroll the right people? How do you not just take your friend because he's out of work and, you know, it would be a good fit for the moment, right? How do you make those really, really strategic decisions about hiring in the first place? And my first suggestion is take a little time. Like, don't rush in terms of hiring and make sure that you're very clear on the role they need to fill. 100%. Right? So, yeah. so that's number one, because I find that a lot of people just hire and then they say, OK, well, that person will take care of like these 12,000 things and that person isn't equipped to take care of these 12,000 things. And then that person is confused and lost and not performing and you're feeling like you're spending all this money and not getting the results you want. So define the job is mm-hmm you know, rule number one, really define the role you're looking to fill. The second thing is take your time um, on the, not only the recruiting process, but on the interview process. So there's a book out there called the, the who method. One of my favorite parts is the interview component. And it's just an amazing part of the book where they really, really describe um, exactly how to interview people and get their full story from start to finish and understand um, what their truth is. Because part of the interview is you don't know what they're telling you and if it's really true. Mm-hmm. So this allows you to understand where they're coming from and you know what happened. Why did they leave this job? Like, did they get fired? Why did they get fired? Do they have trouble with uh, getting along with others, like what exactly happened? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Hire the right person, take your time to vet them thoroughly, interview appropriately, know what you're looking for, right? Yeah. And then once you make a decision to hire, transfer your knowledge, 
right? Don't just assume they understand or know your business and how you operate and what you're looking for. Take the time to onboard them and really transfer your knowledge. And then the next part is assume positive intent. Assume they want to succeed. Yeah. Because the minute that assumption goes away, you are on two separate teams and this arrangement will definitely not work. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't right? agree more. Yeah. And then back off. Give them an opportunity to figure it out, to make mistakes, to learn, like just back off. You have to give you have to give the space and the opportunity to succeed and you also have to give the the structure and the support for even a smart talented person to succeed which I think those are two very different things one giving someone enough space to be able to use their brain and bring their talent to the table but on the flip side providing a structure and a setup that someone can actually win with which I think on the in the entrepreneurial space both of those two things get dropped very frequently right yeah, I, I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs I work with that say, well, I bring, you know, I'm going to bring someone on, but I have to train them and I don't have time to create a training manual or anything like that. Well, this whole concept of transferring your knowledge is so important. But every time you bring someone on, there's your opportunity to actually create your training manual. Let the new person do that work. Absolutely. And I mean, it's everything. This is everything in business because otherwise you're just the hamster on the wheel that owns your own job for the rest of your life, right? Like without that transfer of knowledge, without a team of people that can generate revenue and serve your clients and market your business, you know, you, you might as well get a job because it's not, uh, there's never going to be freedom. You know, there's never going to be any magnitude of scale with what you're doing. That's exactly right. You know, I was coaching someone the other day and um, he said, you know, I have a lot of the right people around me, but my job is to solve problems. And I thought that's an odd thing to do as the CEO of a large and thriving company, right? Like, why are these problems in existence? And why are there other people who are solving these problems? Mm -hmm. And and I, and I kind of asked those questions. He said, well, you know, I need a role. What would I do if I didn't solve problems? Oh and goodness. Uh, right. Interesting. And I said, your job is to make yourself unimportant so you can focus on growth. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That is your 100%. job. That's a hundred percent. But that's, you know, that that's hard because everyone, you know, many times people, when they start a business, they associate themselves with the doing of the thing that their business does. And when they're no longer needed to do that, it's like, well, what is my place here now? And, you know, you really have to think about where you're trying to go and what you're trying to do because, you know, ultimately the goal and, and the role of the business owner is not to be doing that craft anymore. It's really leading people, right? It's leading the team That's and setting right. the vision and strategy for the organization. So That's right. what are some tips that you would give um, to our high achieving listeners, which I know there are many of them, that are that person that you described, that have struggled to carve out the time to invest in people, that haven't really seen the, the payoff of building a team up until now? What are some kind of tips or pieces of advice that you would give those listeners? Well, I think it's really important for every business owner to really, really know his or her strength and to focus on his or her strengths and find people around him or her to fill the rest. And I think that a lot of times entrepreneurs don't know exactly what their sweet spot is or what their strength is. They don't know what they're coming to the table with. They don't know what their unique 
overwhelming contribution is to the business. And they really need to get clear on that and stay on that track. That would be my number one piece of advice. Do what you're amazing at. Let everybody else do the rest. Yeah, that's awesome. That is great feedback. So, you know, with the with the entrepreneurs that you've seen be able to make the biggest breakthroughs and the biggest changes uh, in their results, you know, during their time working with you, what would you say that they had in common, Kim? Well, again, they are highly driven, but I I would say to you that the number one thing that enabled them to make the results is to be able to or be willing to look at themselves, look at how they've been thinking about everything. And what I mean by everything is not just their business. Look at how they operate. Look at how they interface with people personally and professionally. Look at how they build relationships. Look at how they live their lives from a day-to-day basis. Look at how they wake up in the morning. So people who are able to make shift or make change are people who are willing to look at themselves. Look at how they think. Look at how they operate and say, some of this isn't working for me. And I'm willing to give it up. Those people who hold on for dear life to their way will keep getting the results they're getting. getting the same thing. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And we've all heard it so many times, you know, to get something you've never gotten, you have to do something you've never done. And sometimes that thing that you have to do is let go of the things that you grew up on or that you had been doing. So that's great, great advice for everyone. So you've heard the expression, if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. Yeah. It's flawed. It's flawed. It's not exactly right because there's a precursor and it goes like this. If you always think what you always thought, you'll always get what you always got. Mm. Why? Why do we structure it like that? Because first we think, then we do. And sometimes we think unconsciously, but we're still thinking and then we're doing. And if we only change the doing without the thinking, we'll still we'll bump into struggle and frustration. We'll bump into those roadblocks over and over again. We must change our thinking first before the doing follows. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So this this is great. I mean, this is this is so much food for thought for everyone. And I think that there's so much here for people to take back and work with. But, you know, what would be kind of a, a final parting piece of advice that you would want to give to our listeners, you know, about their thinking and the correlation between the thinking that they do about their organization and the results that they're getting? I would say to you that your business, especially as a small business owner, your business is 100% a reflection of you and your thinking. If it's growing and, and it's thriving, move along, keep going. If you're at a place where you keep saying, why am I struggling? Why is this sluggish? Why isn't this going the way that I want it to go? Understand there needs to be a change in your thinking. And that's the first place you must start. Yeah. I think that's perfect. That's awesome. This is great. This is very powerful, Kim. I really appreciate all of your insights. So tell our listeners the best place to get a hold of you or if you have a key resource that you want to share that they can take action on after the episode airs. I'm going to give you two options, two things. Number one is those three questions. If you fill them out, you can send them to me and I will connect you with one of our coaches who will give you a complimentary coaching call based on your three questions. What do I really, really want? Why do I want it? And why don't I have it now? So that's thing number one. Thing number two is on our website, 
there is an assessment. And I highly encourage you to take that assessment, assess your frame of mind. Why? Because if you don't know your starting point, it's hard to determine the direction you need to go. And that assessment gives you a starting point. It will allow you to have a conversation with one of our coaches and point you in the right direction. So go to frameofmindcoaching.com and fill that out. Awesome. I love it. Two incredible resources. I feel like just the exercise of going through and doing that um, will make you think differently and, and probably take some different actions. So those are incredible free gifts. So thank you so much, Kim. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Love everything that you were able to share here today. And, uh, you know, thanks again for, for sharing with our audience. Thank you so much. It was so much fun to just chat with you today. You got it. All right. To all of our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you guys so, so much for being here with us today. And if you can think of just one entrepreneur out there that would benefit from everything that Kim shared here, pass this episode along. Remember that sharing is caring. Make an impact and a difference in someone's life today by sharing this with them. Thanks so much for being here. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.